0: Alright guys, there is no better way to start off the vlog cast than a little bowling. So uh, we're going to go inside. Okay. Are you a bowler?
1: I don't know. I may know a little bit.
0: Don't let him fool you. I bet he gets a strike. Let's go do it. <laughs> yeah.
1: At least one strike. At least
2: one. Let's see what you do on the first row. <laughs> <laughs> Take it. He starts out with a strike
0: pounder. I bowl like this. None of this. None of this straight stuff. Spinner. Let's see how waxed the lane
2: is. Cutter shot. No. I can't get that spare.
0: All right. Two things are obvious so far. His story about getting recruited as a bowler is true, and Landon has gone on way too many dates bowling.
1: next thing you know game. you're seven games later and
0: you're like still trying to break the honors all right so my um might not be the best way to start off a podcast of uh, bowling <laughs> turns out uh, when you're recruited by Weber state bowling team and when your camera guy goes bowling every weekend with his girlfriend it kind of you know ruins it for the host but it was, it was time nonetheless of, yeah, yeah, of course Schaefer one uh, all right let's all head matters. to the studio <laughs> Welcome to the Cuttercast Vlogcast. My name is Seth Larson and I'm super excited that you are here with me today. One because we have a pretty incredible episode to share with you today. And two, because this is the first ever official Cuttercast vlogcast. Woohoo! It took a while, folks, but we are here, which is super awesome. Now, a few days ago, my buddy Schaefer Summers sat down with me in the studio and shared his first experience archery elk hunting, which was a positive experience, an exciting experience, and his story is incredible. Now, Schaefer, as you're going to find out, has been hunting pretty much his whole life, but he just started archery hunting last year, and boy, did he kick it off with a bang. So, this is an incredible story. Do yourself a favor. Listen to the end. You're going to love it. We're rolling. We're good. Cool. It's already really warm. Your glasses are on your hat. I don't know if you wanted them on there. No, because but... I
1: got this sweet cutter hat on.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, Schaefer. Seth, My friend. Um, you have the opportunity that most people don't have and that is your first year archery hunting, you actually <laughs> killed a bull. Yeah, got it done. But before we hear that story, before we get into that, I want to go, like, way back. When when did you start hunting? Has it always been a thing? Did you grow up with it? How did you get involved in hunting?
1: Yeah, so it's always been a thing um, in the Summers family. Dad grew up hunting. So the story goes that family on my dad's mom's side, the Anderson side, They're all from like Tremont and Bothwell area Mm -hmm. and they have these great big farms in the Tremont and, you know, promontory point type stuff, Mm -hmm. like thousands of acres. And so my dad grew up hunting that where they would shoot so many deer, they'd fill them up in the bed of the truck and, (laughs) and then just start, you know, delivering deer to all those that had tags. It was kind of the wild west of, of deer hunting back then. And so he, he's, he's been a hunter for a long time and then obviously I came along and I remember riding in the the single cab truck in the middle of my mom and dad bouncing across (laughs) the sagebrush type stuff you know and so that was kind of my hunting experience until i was i'd say 12 ish maybe 13 i killed my first deer out in promontory so 14 years old Mm -hmm. Um, and then i my dad grew a softer heart like he had killed enough animals to it wasn't it wasn't a thing for him anymore. He didn't yeah. really get excited about it. And it was always just a weekend warrior type of thing where, you know, back then you'd get out of school and the whole family would be out there. Like yeah. it was a holiday. Yeah. I right? remember
0: we would get, yeah, the uh, the opening weekend of the deer hunt was always you were out of school. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, he, he got to a point where it wasn't, it wasn't as uh, enticing to him anymore. And so we just stopped going and, um, and, you know, I love to go because I was with my dad. Um, but I've always been an animal lover and just kind mm-hmm. of a softie in that regard, too. So I didn't really, like, get the real itch, yeah. right? And then um, as I got into high school, it was probably my sophomore year in high school, I had a buddy. He's now my best friend, but he moved from Farmington to I – w- I grew up going to Weber High School. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he, he shows up, and we – we immediately become friends and his dad is just like sick for it hmm. and my buddy's <laughs> name's Landon and Landon's grown up just hunting everything just bb gun always in his hand <laughs> shooting everything that moves type of thing yeah. right oh yeah so um his dad's name is Brent and he did uh range studies for for school um he's a wildlife biologist and he big into plants like the dude knows more about plants than anyone I've ever met but he did range studies on the boulder mountain Mm-hmm. Right. Back mm-hmm. when Boulder was not Boulder. Yeah. Um and so they they were hunting elk and deer on the Boulder way before all the popularity came about. And um this was about my sophomore year of high school. I went down and, and just accompanied a hunt. Brent's I can't remember if it was his brother in law or a cousin, whatever. He had a tag, right? And we were down there and I got to experience Boulder and how that is. Bulls screaming coming into wallows just and the quality of bull. yeah and back yeah. then I didn't know right yeah, like that's really. big like yeah. I don't but reality is they were really big um and so I got to experience that and then we did a muzzleloader hunt down there and I remember Lennon had the tag and I'm just sitting there in my my wrangler jeans and <laughs> roper boots like I yeah. had nothing right <laughs> yeah and uh, we were laid in front of a uh they do a lot of logging on that mountain and we they had a big bundle of a logs mm. that we were piled up against, just sitting on water, and again, bulls just screaming everywhere, and we hear a bunch of movement, and we both kind of turn around, and there's a nice buck there, and he ends up shooting that a nice buck, and and so from those little experiences, just hanging out with Landon and his dad, and being able to go on those hunts, um, that's when I was like, whoa, this actually speaks it. to yeah. me. Like yeah. I like this, and from there, they've kind of just taken me under my their wing, and I've. Gradually got more and more into it, and as I got more gear and more things to, like, actually enjoy the hunt, then that passion became became more and more, you know, relevant in my life, and things started to rotate around what's the fall look like rather than anything else. Right. So, uh, and my dad loves to hunt still, but um, it's more about me pulling him along now instead of the opposite. Yeah, 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 I totally get that. So that's that's my story of how I got into hunting.
0: Um, and then fr- from there, did you, after that experience with Landon, like, did you start putting in for hunts again and getting tags? Yeah, and...
1: yeah. they were telling me, hey, you need to do this, do that, and the point system. And so I feel very much behind the eight ball when it comes to my limited ar- archery or limited entry elk. Right. right. I think I'm, yeah. what, like 13 points at this point or something. But um, I feel like I'll never draw it. <laughs> but we'll see. Hey, you never know. You never know. You never know. But, uh, yeah, so I got it introduced to like the whole point system and actually Mm. multi-species multi-states all that kind of stuff later on and so yeah that's awesome Landon's already had his uh boulder mountain hunt his his little brother another good friend of mine (laughs) you know they've all drawn their tags and done their thing and so that's awesome. someday when I'm like 65 I'll be able to go out there (laughs) yeah yeah and it's for me it's like it's way more beyond because there's other great units obviously yeah yeah, but just what but that the experience, mountain means yeah, to what, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we go down there as much as we can. Uh, turkey hunting. Brent will get calls all the time asking for advice, and I, you know, Ryan Carter, he's like mm-hmm. the man on mm-hmm. Boulder, um, and nobody knows more than him, in my opinion, with that mountain. But Brent Bueller, he knows his he's, stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. And people know that, so I've been able to go down. More times That's than awesome. not to actually experience that. So I feel grateful for that.
0: That's really cool because there's a, a spot that I grew up hunting deer and it was superb. Mm-hmm. And then it just like, I don't, lion kills. It became to where the last time I hunted it, uh, my dad and I, we had hiked 11 to 14 miles a day in the area and saw, I think it was four does and two fawns. Rough. Yeah. And... So I stopped hunting it. But this year, my dad convinced me to come back. I was going to hunt somewhere else. Mm-hmm. He's like, let's just go try it again. And uh, he sent me, while we were at TAC, he sent me some photos of a buck that he found. Really? <laughs> yeah. <So you'd- laughs> and it might be back, baby. But I know what you're saying, wanting to hunt the boulder. Because mm-hmm. I want to hunt this unit. Right. It's just like, I can't go the whole hunt and see four does right. and two fawns yeah that's, like that's so depressing for sure so uh the nostalgia of getting back and and being where we i always hunted with my dad it's yeah. kind of fun
1: i would love to go back to promontory but since <laughs> that property has been sold off but just to be able to go back there and and do some deer hunting you just
0: the, have to say hey my kinsfolk <laughs> yeah exactly used to hunt here. yeah we used to run
1: around
2: <laughs> about <laughs> thousand acres on this
0: mountain <laughs> Yeah. Uh, how, but how did you transition? When did you, what made you decide to transition from you're a solid rifle hunter? Mm -hmm. Like hunting is rifle hunting. And I was like that too, up till four years ago, but how, why did you transition? Because I, I would see you at archery events that we were both running booths at and we'd go shoot and (laughs) you, I couldn't, you couldn't. Right. But last year you got a bow, right? You're like, let's go shoot. It took some coaxing though.
1: You were a bit nervous to get up there and shoot. Absolutely. I remember, um, we go to the mule deer foundation banquet every year. You know, I buy my spot on the table and I have my, 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 uh, raffle tickets and I Mm. always put them all in the the archery giveaway. Right. (laughs) And, you know, I want to say it was a money thing, but that's not a great excuse. Right. But, uh, I'd put them in there and, and land in won one I think it was in the 2014 maybe he won that right yeah. and so he won it from wild arrow and so we went down to wild arrow and he's talking to them about how he's fulfilling this 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 giveaway that he's got and I remember grabbing a bow and uh put an arrow on there and they have their little cubby that you can just shoot yeah. right into I mean 10 yards away there's yeah. foam right so I not knowing anything I pull it back you know struggle too right yeah. just a little noodle arm and I let go, and immediately, my arm, your arm was just like... I looked down, and I had this blood blister that I visually watched just raise. And I remember it scarred me, because one of the dudes at the counter was like, hey, um, you might need to get that lanced. Ooh. And I was like... Because it was growing and growing. I'm like, I'm going to bleed out. <laughs>
2: this thing is huge.
1: <laughs> and, and it hurt, and I'm trying to be the tough guy, right? Yeah. Like, and so, kind of in a panic... Len and I jump in his, in his truck and we go over into the nearest gas station. I grab a, a garbage bag and some ice and I slap it on there and luckily it went right down. But from there, it was like, even to this day, it's a little weird. Like yeah. I'll grab a bow and that still runs in my oh, mind. Yeah. yeah. And so I think that was definitely a deterrent. Yeah. Um, and then when I started working in the industry and was able to make connections and get discounts, whatever it have you. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I had no excuse. Everybody in the office shot. They would shoot at lunch. And I'm that guy <laughs> yeah. at the archery shoots that doesn't have one, even though mm-hmm. I really want one getting ready for the rifle hunt. Exactly. So yeah, I finally did make the decision and pulled the trigger. And, and, um, so,
0: well, that, that first time in Montana at TAC when you came and we shot, mm-hmm. you shot lights out. Wow. And it was awesome. I appreciate <laughs> everybody's <that. laughs> like, Shafe. What are you doing? Like, you need to get get going. A uh, hunting and yeah. get the setup. You got it dialed. I know. I know things were off. You got it dialed though.
1: And uh well, in that that experience shooting with you guys in Montana, that definitely like fast forwarded. My confidence, big time. Yeah, right. Where you? Because I was so you were naive. very apprehensive yes. too, and like
0: uh, for sure. We're like, Shafe, we can just walk a little closer. Don't worry. Right? Like,
1: yeah. yeah, and I didn't know what to expect. And then when I was shooting, and I felt like I didn't know what I was doing. I feel like I still don't in a lot of degree, but I was hitting home and I was getting positive feedback, and I was like, man, I can do this. This isn't yeah. so bad. Like yeah. this is definitely doable. And so yeah, I mean, from that point my confidence has been a lot more elevated. So,
0: so you get your bow dialed and you have an archery elk tag. Yeah. You decide to go on this archery elk hunt and you find success. Everybody listening or watching wants to hear this story. And if you're watching or listening, you might want to watch if you're listening, because we're going to possibly overlay some video, some photos.
1: Yeah, of I've this, got but... some embarrassing th- video to no it's just it's just real (laughs) it's
0: just real video yeah but walk us through this experience you have which is super rare because i uh four years into hunting with a bow i've yet killed a big game animal with it Mm -hmm. and everybody i've encouraged to start hunting with a bow has right (laughs) so (laughs) so um i'm really feeling the heat now this year i just got my wife a bow today and I've got a spot where I think I can almost guarantee her cool. a shot at a spike. Mm-hmm. So she might even beat me and she, <laughs> she's never shot a bow. But right. Walk us through it, Shafe, to tell us the story.
1: Yeah. So, um, well, I've been hunting just over the counter elk for mm-hmm. a while now with Landon and his dad. And we've got a pretty good group of guys that goes and we just hunt the North Slope of the UNS, right. Along with everybody else. But, There's a lot of history there as well, and so it's almost tradition in a lot of ways. It's not the best spot, but for me, in a lot of ways, it's just being out there, right? right? And so I've hunted that a lot and uh, killed another bull, smaller bull, um, in that in that unit, that area. Um, But uh, you know, never have seen big bulls. It's Mm -hmm. always it's always these more dinky satellite, you know, branch antlered or spikes. I could have killed quite a few. What you would expect
0: on over the counter, for sure
1: but I know that there's some bulls that are decent that come out of there. And and so you see them every year in camps and stuff. But, uh, yeah, last year was first year with bow in hand. Um, and definitely experienced a different hunt. Like when we go there for the rifle hunt, I swear those elk, as soon as they start hearing diesel trucks come Mm -hmm. up the drainage, you know, (laughs) right? Yeah. It's like, we're going to cruise into Wyoming as fast as we can go. Um, so catching them earlier was a different dynamic for me, but, um, the first four days of the hunt were tough. If you guys, if you remember last year and guys that are watching or listening last year, at least in my area, really dry, really hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we hunted hard. Uh, I don't, I'm not afraid of doing that. That's one thing that I kind of pride myself on f- from the get go is like, I'm willing to go further and longer and probably to a detriment in a lot of ways. Cause I always have that like next Ridge yeah. syndrome. Oh dude. Yeah. Just it's like real. patient, you know, that's what I need. Mm-hmm. But, um, We hunted hard the first four days and nothing. I feel like most of the elk in the area were probably late evening, nocturnal Mm -hmm. type of behavior. And so we just weren't seeing what we were expecting. Because I had gone up earlier and did a little bit of scouting and and got into elk. And I was really excited about like the quantity of elk in the area that we were in. Mm -hmm. And then um, the fifth day, we walk out of the wall tent and there's four to six inches of just bright white style. and choirs from heaven are just singing, right? Like, oh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and we had a good group of guys that this last year, more than we've ever had. I've had some friends from the office come and, and so kind of feeling like I really wanted them to experience the best parts of the area. I was, you know, you should go here. You should go here. And, and I went somewhere that i would never been before. I went across the road on the other side of the drainage and I just walked out of camp That's and I get awesome. going. And, um, you know, with the fresh snow, you're seeing everything that's recent. Mm-hmm. And I catch some cow tracks, end up catching up to them. And they were just milling around in this little meadow, um, spent some time trying to get around them. And so as I'm getting around them and I, I, had, a me- like, I had a dotted line on my onyx where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. But because of those cows and, and uh, not wanting to bump them at all, it sent me on a completely different path. And so I was just kind of going the way the wind blew at that point. And not too long after that, I cut a real fresh bull track, like single track, really big. And to the point where, you know, he's kicking yeah. up the snow and the snow's still laying on top of the, yeah. the layer of snow. So I'm like, wow, this could be, this something, could be right? something. Yeah. And so as I follow that, I get to a point where he's, he's got up on this bench and I could tell that he'd been there for a while because he had kicked up a ton of the snow and was eating the grass underneath, like a lot of it. And mm-hmm. we could, I have pictures of that we could yeah, share, we'll show it. but, um, so i'm checking that out and then i'm you know figuring out where he went and he's just walking this knuckle of this bench so it benches out and then it goes kind of uh how would you do it perpendicular to the Mm -hmm. drainage that i come up Mm -hmm. so he can look down in right so he's just on this knuckle looking down into this little drawer drainage that i came up and i'm going along i've got an arrow knocked right Mm. but um and just scanning like like crazy constantly pulling up binos, trying to just and like look. the tracks are super fresh we'll they, show you show you a photo of that too but they are like he can't be too far in front of you for sure exactly and that's why i was taking it super slow and to the point where i did i actually ended up pulling my glass up and catching a glimpse of him and my first glimpse of him was um he's bedded quartered away looking down off that knuckle right so all i can see is the back of his head his rack and literally a pretty good sized pine covering up the right side of his head and right in that vital area mm-hmm. where I would want to shot. Right. And so I range him and it was 68 yards when I first oh saw him. My gosh.
2: Yeah. So, so I'm close. you already got
1: close. Yeah, yeah. I'm on top. Right. Um, and then my heart starts racing and I have never experienced anything like that. So as you know, like when it when it snows and it's all still in the morning air mm-hmm. and everything's just real quiet, right? My heartbeat sounded like a rock concert. Like I could not hear. Like it sounded like Isn't that crazy. Just, it was insane. Rifle hunting, I get excited. Mm-hmm. I do not get that
0: excited. Yeah. When I've shot, I've shot at a couple animals, missed. I did hit a bull um, really, really close, but right in the knuckle joint. And it no penetration, the arrow fell out. He mm. was alive next year. Got him on camera. But I, you can't, like, I almost black out. Mm. It's so loud. I
1: can't, it's crazy. Insane. And yeah. I, people were telling me before the hunt, you know, like, it's different, it's different. And I'm joking, like, nah, man, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to make it happen. Like, yeah. just obviously joking, but confident, cocky, yeah. whatever, what have you, right? But I remember, like, holy cow, I've got a. Calm down. I've got to control my breathing and figure this out because I can't blow this opportunity. I've hunted this area for a long time. And immediately when I pulled up my binos and saw that he was a branch antlered bull, that's a plus yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. But then I saw his well, like he's, yeah. he's a five point, right? So I saw this big and five point well tells are just,
2: just like, <laughs> <right>? yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So that sends me into even more like hyperventilation mode. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, I'm thinking, okay. I don't have a shot now, but if I can move closer, I might be able to maneuver in a way that I might be able to get a a shot window and catch him by surprise. So I throw my mouth read in and I turn sideways so that I can be ready to shoot. And I literally do just like a half step forward and my boots crunch that fresh (laughs) snow. Yeah. And his ear flips back and does like the, "Mm." that's a natural sound, but he's aware, right? Mm -hmm. And then I'd wait really still and he'd relax. And I could see he was moving his head, and I could see his mouth, like, chewing his cud, his morning mm-hmm. cud, right? And so I was doing this dance, like, ever so slightly. <laughs> and every now and again, he would think Ears about it. alert, yeah. yeah. And uh, I can't remember how long I did that, but it felt like an eternity. It was a long time, to the point where I was freezing. Yeah. Um, I'd, you know, all my layers were still on from the early morning, and I'd hiked up pretty quickly chasing him. And so, by the time I caught up, I was pretty sweaty mm-hmm. and uh, warm. And then, with time, you know <laughs> yeah. how it gets. Oh, yeah. I was freezing, and I was like, "I don't care. I'm going to stick this out as long as it takes." Right? Mm-hmm. So, I get to my last r- remembered range was 44 yards. So I'm in there. Yeah, it's getting close, and I'm That's getting to really a really close. like I would have only taken another couple yards. Granted, it would have took me a while. A while. But I was really starting to like, hey, I might have a window here that I can shoot. Um, and it's tough. As a first-year archer, I didn't really know what, what really makes sense. I, didn't, I definitely didn't want to wound the animal. Right. I wanted to put a good shot on him. But then you have this golden opportunity. Right. and So I'm just thinking about all the different ways that I can make this shot happen. And then... <laughs> just ears going full alert. He looks down and he's literally right on the knuckle so he can see down below him real good.
2: Hmm. You know as you're looking up, you yeah, can't see yeah. anything,
1: but down you can just see everything. Yeah. He looks down and and I'm like, "Oh, what's going on?" and he stands up. And he looks down for a little bit. I mean, it maybe have been less than 10 seconds for sure. And uh, he goes on like super high alert and starts to turn and do a, like a small slow trot. trot. Like these guys don't see me. I, I hear something that I don't like and I'm going to move away from this. And I have that mouth read in my mouth. Right. Yeah. But my, my mouth is like the desert. (laughs) It is so dry. Like my tongue is not functioning. Yeah. And so I go to do a cow call just to get him to stop. Cause now I, I, as soon as he stood up, I went to full draw. Right. Right. And, um, well,
0: good move too, because he could have stopped and looked down and you might have a great shot.
1: Right. And I had ranged him really, I mean, Recently. I knew that he was yeah. roughly 40 to 50 yards, 45 to 50 yards. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, I cow call and he turns and I spook him like the cow call that I managed to squeak out of my mouth was a shriek. Like yeah. it was nothing close to any a bald Eagle. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. And, uh, so he, he, he knows now that I, there's a presence there, mm. right? And so now he's starting to pick up his trot, and I'm just desperately just squeaking at him, like, come on, Schaefer, get something out that's decent, right? And he's moving, and with that five, all I can remember is him, like, maneuvering moving his head, you know, how they and do. And they always look so sweet when they're going through the pines, just moving I'm, their head. Whenever you're following something like that, you're wondering, how the heck did they, did get, they get through, through here? There? Yeah, and he was doing that, like, the whole ducking and diving and I'm squeaking at him and he's getting more and more like alert and scared and he just takes off and um my heart sank like so depressing so depressing I was in the dumps for a good second there a good solid 30 seconds at least yeah and I'm doing this horrible cow squeak (laughs) that no elk is ever going to recognize as another elk but then I hear a bunch of other elk squeaks below, and I'm like, oh, um, hunters. Hunters! Gosh. Yeah. So some other dudes yeah. coming up <laughs> this small little drainage. I mean, it was kind of a funnel. Like, there was really nowhere else for them to really go. Mm-hmm. So it made sense that they were heading my direction. And I just thought, oh, my gosh, that's my luck. God, yeah. That is my luck. You know, I had this sucker. Didn't know I was there. The wind was perfect. 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 Bedded. Chill. Mm-hmm yeah yeah and so I sulked, and I thought about it, and uh there was four to six inches, like and it was early, and so I had all this fresh snow, and he takes off, so i know I know I can follow him, yeah, and I've killed another bull that way, and most people will tell you. You like know, rifle hunting? Yeah, rifle You hunting. bumped
0: one and followed it a No, with I didn't. I rifle? never
1: bumped it. I just followed a track, a single track, <sighs> followed it till the point I found him and shot him.
0: Oh, I love it, yeah. dude. I love it.
1: Yes, and that was completely just newbie. Like, right. I didn't know any better. Well, so. I know a
0: couple really legit mule deer hunters that that's what they do. Really? They just find a good track and stay on it. Hey,
1: I'm a believer, you know. <laughs> I'm going to do that from the day I die. So I had that history mm-hmm. and success with that, and so I was like, you know what? You haven't seen anything for four days. You've got this golden opportunity with snow to track them. Right. Like, what else are you going to do? So I uh, just made it up in my mind that I'm going to go after him. And I, I boogied. Like, I was hauling the mail trying to follow this dude. And um, he took me on the craziest route I would have never thought to do the things that he did to, to get to the place that he wanted to be. Like, Isn't
0: that crazy? Yes. I remember John and I, sorry, I'm ruining no, this you're story, fine. but John and I bumped a bull right down by, by the road and, uh, he took off and he had a, a raghorn and some spikes and some cows with him, but he just took off up this gnarly Ridge. It was in some really crazy country. We followed him up the narrowest ridges. He jumped up a, like a four foot cliff. Jeez. To get up onto this big plateau, mm-hmm. it was so gnarly. I was like, I would have never come this way.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and that's what was blowing my mind. And it as I'm going, so I'm already depressed about the situation in the mm-hmm. morning. I'm upset, right? As I'm following him, I'm getting more and more upset, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like struggling, yeah. hardcore, yeah. to to follow this track. I can't deviate from the track and make it easier on myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally have to stay where he's going. and. Yeah, it was kicking my butt, and I'm I'm trying to go as fast as I can because I know he's going to run for a while. Yeah. Like, he's not yeah. going to trot off, and then I'm going to be, like, scanning oh, for him. Oh, there he is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I knew that, like, I had to cover some distance, and so I'm falling and falling and falling, and finally, I'm getting to a point where on his track, I can tell he's stopping for just small moments, I'm sure, mm-hmm. but where he would, like, scoot some, some snow over and take him a, a nibble and then move on type of thing. Right. And that was making me even more upset because it's like, he's, he's now feeling no pressure. Like he feels like he's out of the danger zone. So he's slowing down to eat, but he will not stop. Stop. Oh my God. Yeah. It's just like a little nibble here, a little nibble there. And it just keeps going. And so, I mean, fast forward on basically that same scenario over and over again. I come down this super steep, Like he dropped, he went up over the, let's just call it the ridge, but it's more like a plateau, right? Mm -hmm. Because once he got up on this certain section, it was just, it's flat up there. So I followed him up on the flat and then he went up the drainage and then came down back into the hillside.
0: Was he making a, was he circling or was he just like going away from where you bumped him?
1: So if I looked on my Onyx, he definitely was going away from where I bumped. Um, but then, as he came back into the drainage, it was more about like, okay, where what do I need right now? Let me find the mm. best scenario for that. So it mm. felt like he was just kind of searching. And I don't know if he's familiar with the area or not. I'm sure they are, right? Yeah. But um, he comes off this stup- super steep section, and it's like an ice rink at that point. You know, the snow, the the sun's high in the sky. It's getting warm. The snow is melting rapidly, and it's just muddy, nasty. Mm-hmm. So I'm like trying my best not to drop my bow or do anything that would compromise my situation. I come off this steep section and it kind of mellows out and I walk maybe 40 yards and I look up and just catch a body of an elk up ahead of me. Right. And I'm like, Oh oh my gosh. And I heard him pull my binos up and it's him. Like it's the five, right? It's that same frame. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I did it. All this is happening yeah. so rapidly, but it, like I can vividly remember all these emotions and oh thoughts, my right? Word. Yeah, and um, he's eating head down, up going up the hill. Yes. So I see his right side, right? And so, how
0: far away is he when you first see him?
1: Yeah. So when I pulled my bunny nose down, I hurried and ranged him. And he's at fifty-five.
0: Oh my word! I'm You're just close on top again. of him.
1: Yes, crazy. And I'm I'm doing my best to, like, be quiet and do all the things. Like, I had to stay super disciplined through that whole thing.
0: So the whole time you've been following him, you've been consciously being like, can't need to be quiet? Yes. See, because that's where I have a problem. I, I would just want to, like, try to run him down. Yeah. And then you just bump him again.
1: Yeah. I, I remember telling myself over and over again, like, hey, stay disciplined. Stay patient. And I felt hurried, but at the same time mm-hmm. I was like, you – If you catch up to him again, that's going to be your last time. So make it count. So I was really trying to put everything in my favor. How long,
0: how how much time has elapsed since you bumped him to now running into him again?
1: I'd have to go back and like check the the times on the pictures. I want to say, but when he left, it was like 10 o'clock in the morning. And so it was only... I think it was like one thirty or so.
0: So a few hours.
1: It's definitely a few, a few hours. Few hours,
0: a few miles, probably.
1: Yeah. Well, and I was going quick, so I think, and you know how, in the moment, I may have exaggerated in the video, or I don't know. I'd have to go back and really like, follow my mm-hmm. track to see. But it was miles for sure. Okay. For sure, he took me up a few miles, and so, uh, range him at fifty-five, and I had to move to my left to get around these small little sapling pines mm-hmm. to get any type of window. And I was like, at that point, no nerves, no That's heartbeat, awesome. no nothing. Because I'm mad like, yeah. <laughs> I, at that point. I'm just like ticked yeah, off, yeah, which right. is a weird feeling in a lot of ways. Right. Um, but I was, and so I think that really helped me. It, it kept me calm and I was able to think clearly and just like execute qu- quickly. Right. That's so awesome. I moved to my left and he catches my movement. And so he stops and he looks down and I'm six feet tall and I'm in amongst like a pretty good sized little sapling field of like six foot pines. So I'm blending in pretty dang Mm -hmm. good in that area. And I just lock up and freeze and we stared at each other. I'm staring at him. I don't, Mm -hmm. obviously I don't know what he's looking at. He's looking my direction. He's looking. So we're eye to eye. Yep. We're eye to eye. And, uh, it felt like a forever Mm -hmm. and it probably wasn't. But it did. It felt so long. It sounds finally, like a song. It yes. felt like a forever. Yeah. I needed that country song. Yeah. Yeah. So he ends up turning his head and goes back to feeding. And I thought, this is, oh, this is it. This is it. So I hurry in range 48. Oh,
0: my gosh. 48 Schaefer. yards.
1: Yeah. So I just, I, I almost blacked out at that point. Uh, quite, quite honestly. I remember drawing my bow back. I remember settling into my anchor, you know, getting my yeah. sight window. And then consciously thinking, okay, 50, just 50, just mm-hmm. 50. Because I remember when mm-hmm. we were in Montana and stuff, I'm the type of guy that wants to be precise. Yeah,
0: you were always like,
1: but, but it's
0: 46. It's 40. so I was like, yeah. dude, just gap it. Send between your 40 and 50. Just send just, it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, and honestly, like I took that lesson and I, at that moment that helped me because I was like, it doesn't matter. 50, 50, yeah, 50. So settled that 50 pin in there. And on, quite honestly, like I kind of blacked out from there. I felt like it was a good shot, but I don't know. Like I don't remember like being real disciplined with form or anything. It was just like pull back fifty, settle, boom. He's slightly
0: uh, up above you, mm -hmm. slightly quartered away.
1: No, he's pretty much broadside. Okay, Okay. Yeah, I mean maybe just a hair quartered away, but not enough to matter. Not at all. Yeah. Um, And so I shot that arrow, and I heard the thwack, but I never like I didn't track the arrow visually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so. All I remember is where I settled my pin and the thwack, and I'm hoping my arrow hit where I was aiming, right? Yeah. So he spins just on a dime and takes off straight downhill. And I'm just standing there in complete shock, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden all those emotions come flooding back, right? Like heart racing, can't breathe, mouth dry, all (laughs) of it, right?
2: I just smoked him. I got up to him, and I hit him. I think I just heard him go down. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I've tracked him for like five miles. Everybody says, don't chase a bull that you've busted. But I had perfect snow conditions. I could just follow him around this mountain. I wasn't gonna give up. Oh my gosh, I hope I got a good shot at him. It was a perfect 48 yards. Put the 50 pin on him and just smoked him. Oh, yo, please, please. I marked where I shot, right here, where I'm standing. I'm gonna go up where I, where he was feeding. Okay, I'm right where he was standing. You can see all that disturbed dirt is where he spun. and He ran down that way. I'm going to look around for a second for my arrow, but I don't see it right away.
1: And, uh, I'm like, okay, okay. I gotta, I gotta mark where I shot and then I'm going to walk up to where he was. I'm going to mark that. I'm going to find my arrow and see what kind of like blood signs on there. So I go up, I see where he spun and, you know, made some, My friends make fun of me when I say this because it's, I don't know, some disturbance, right? There's some some disturbance disturbance in the ground. Yeah. So, according to my (laughs) calculation, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I see this disturbance (laughs) and uh, I'm like, okay, so I know where he went. I'm going to find this arrow. And so, I'm not very patient to begin with, but uh, I'm searching all over for this arrow and I'm, I'm not seeing it and Kyle my good buddy he gave me in uh, one of those illuminated knocks mm-hmm. and so I'm like looking around for this blinking light everywhere and I can't see it and and so I'm just freaking out in a lot of senses right and so I'm like okay well I can't find my arrow but I've got this trail so you'll see in the video if we share a little bit of this um, I go down just a few yards and boom find my first blood splatter and it's a decent amount, yeah, help, right? Yeah. so I'm like okay Plus it went the through snow, him. the I didn't snow miss helps him, too, right? right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I didn't miss him. I've got him Blood hit. has been drawn. <laughs> exactly. And so as I'm following him along, more and more blood's showing up in all different elevations. So both right and left sides of him where he's rubbing up against stuff, tree, tree like pine limbs and stuff. There's blood on that because the snow's yeah. sticking to it, right? And where a tree's falling over and you get that big clump of dirt and stuff, there's blood all over that. Like... I'm thinking, okay, like I hit him and I hit him good. Yeah. So this this is this is, this feeling is going good, good so yeah. far. You know.
2: Okay, I just moved a few feet from where I shot him, which was right there, and followed his tracks, obviously right here. But look, it's good, blood spider already. Oh, baby, please. Oh, he's really bleeding bad. I don't think he's too far away. I heard him crash down here. I cannot believe that just happened. I hiked my butt off to catch up to him. Oh yeah, he's got a lot of blood coming out both sides. It's gotta be because I hit him on his left side and that's on the right of his tracks.
1: And I'm going along. Blood's getting better. And, and, um, I get to a point where I'm like, okay, hold on, slow down. Like they're so strong. They're so tough. You need to chill out because even if you hit him good, that does not mean he's dead. Yeah. And the last thing I want to do is to have some like crazy hurried Hail Mary shot.
0: Yeah. Ben and I joke around all the time how people say they're just such strong animals. We have so much respect for them. But it's true, like we joke around, but it's true. They will take a lot they and go a, lot. a long ways yeah. and sometimes still survive, sometimes still live.
1: Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, so blood,
0: tons of blood, you're feeling good, but you're realizing, whoa. Slow down. Slow down. Yeah.
1: I didn't even have a second arrow knocked when I'm following this <laughs> blood trail. So I'm like, yeah. okay, whoa, hold on, like get ready mm. for any scenario. So yeah. I do, I slow down. I wait a little longer, I put an arrow in, I collect my thoughts, and then I start following the trail again.
2: Okay, I haven't done 10 yards. You can see this log, he had to jump it. But as he was in the air, he's just squirting blood out. Still a lot of disturbance right there. I got another arrow knocked. Oh my gosh, that's still a lot of good blood.
1: And uh, I don't really go that far before I see Hyde. And so I pull my binos up, and I'm thinking, it's hard for me to tell completely, but I'm thinking that he's just piled up. Like, the way in which the body was kind of laying there, I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if he's alive. That's an awkward type of, if he's is. laying down, he's From awkward. the
0: photo, it's very awkward.
1: Yeah, yeah, so um, I, I, soon after, I, I realized, that, no, he's He's,
2: he's dead. dead. Oh, I think I see him, guys. I think I see him. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I'm setting my bow down. Oh my gosh, he's piled up right there. Can you guys see him? Right there? He's right there. Oh. That's him. Thank you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Oh, thank you to my wife. Who lets me do this? Oh, I'm just so thankful. Oh. You know,
1: he's dead, and so then I get really emotional. I start thanking my my wife for letting me do it, and and just honestly, like an overwhelming amount of gratitude. Yeah, just, yeah, I get it. I'm an animal lover, right? And so the last thing I want to do, and most of us, I all of us, right? We want to kill an animal as humanely and quickly as possible. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's just like that means so much. I'd much rather go without than than do the opposite. All day. Right? Yeah. So um, I get so excited and jacked up on that. And then when I finally, like, walk up go to up him to and him. set my eyes on him, I was just over the moon. Just could not believe.
0: He is a stud bull. <laughs> like, I cannot believe it. Yeah. It's not like... The typical satellite raggy that you would get on an over OTC Utah bull tag. Yeah, yeah, no. Like, I, he's a really good bull. Like I'm looking at him right now, and his G ones just make me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Right? They, like the whole his the all of them. He's he's solid everywhere. Yeah. How wide is he? He's like 48 inches wide. I've never wide. put a
1: tape on him at all, so I don't know. But oh my word! Um, yeah, he just toppled over a, a dead stump. How was your how shot? Was there. Shot from, from entry wound, exit wound. I mean, I think I, I pinwheeled him really. Yeah. Yes. I walked around him and he was spurting. <laughs> you guys a have geyser see this photo. Yeah. Like I'm 15, 20 yards below him. And I, and I zoomed out on my picture to try to like capture the entire length of it. And so the picture doesn't really do it justice on how far away I'm like, I'm standing from him. And he just, he topples over, lays there, and continues his pump as he's laying there. And, and so, Hadly I mean, out fast. lots of uh, air bubbles coming mm-hmm. out the exit side, so I knew that I nailed his lungs, right? Yeah,
0: with the angle, you hit him, like, perfect on his left side, and so then it came out the perfect
1: right? Perfect on his right side and came right out the side,
0: left. And it came out the left, a hair high, but still double long. Right. Just pumping the blood.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: On your first... Bull elk with a bow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, it's,
1: I don't know why people complain that it's so, like, four years, Seth. That's, come on now, dude. Yeah, it's I've pretty got, uh, easy to do this stuff.
0: My brother-in-law, Matt, hardcore, hardcore rifle hunter mm-hmm. and loves guns. And I love guns, too. But it took John and I a couple years to convince him to get a bow. I gave him my old bow, and he's killed an elk. Um uh John's killed a buffalo. We're gonna have him on here to talk about that and an elk. Um my wife's probably gonna kill an elk before I do, but I I've only killed a coyote at thirty five <laughs> yards and I've hit a bull. I hit a, a decent bull um really close, but like I said, right in that joint. So
1: Yeah. One day. I I I know how fortunate I am. Like yeah. that does, that is so rare and I get it. 100%, but it just fuels me. Like, I'd, I don't want it to be a fluke. Yeah. Like, I have more drive now to get out there and, and go as hard as I can to give myself an opportunity. And, and you can do all those things, but at the end of the day, you always have to have that aspect of luck on your yeah. side. Yeah. Hunting will never be hunting without some luck.
0: Yeah, things just have to come together. Yeah, for but sure. listening to your story, and I'm, not, I'm no expert by any means, I'll never even pretend to be... But from what I have heard from people who are very good, like, you did so many things right. Like, I'm so <laughs> impressed. You're. I mean, it's not like you're new to hunting. No. It's just archery hunting, but it is different. It yes. is a lot different, and you can't make the same mistakes that you can with a rifle. Yeah, for and sure. And so... The fact that twice, the first time you saw him, you were within 60, 70 yards. The first time, and on top of him, on like top, perfect. Yeah. The second time you track him down, boom, you're you're way within bow range. Yeah. Under 50 yards. <laughs> yeah. Like that is Super so blessed.
1: legit. It, and honestly, like, you know, you always hear people say, like, where is their comfort zone? Like, oh, I'll never shoot past this number. I'll never yeah, shoot past yeah. that number. And so, for me, as a, new, as a new archer, I was like, well, I'm, i I got to get 30 yards and in. Like, I'm not good enough to do anything else. Yeah. But shooting those courses with you guys and having that feedback, I was like, oh, 60 yards feels pretty good. Like, yeah. Like, really
0: doable. Yeah, by the end of the course, I remember there was that. It was like a, a white-tailed deer or something at 50, almost 50 yards. And you smoked it, mm-hmm. like 12 ring. Yeah. And... I could see the confidence right. boiling. Yes. Yeah.
1: So I I mean, I still know your limits and know yes. your bounds, but it's at the same time, important. 50 yards, I thought, man, I'm going to descend this sucker and, yeah. and it worked out. And
0: know? there's people that we see at those events that shouldn't shoot 50 yards. That is true. And so I think knowing your limit and what you're capable of doing and sticking to that is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Very big. For sure. Well, shave, dude. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, I'm excited. We're going to have you back on. There's tons of things to talk about. And awesome. Hopefully it will be another bull elk yeah. or a mule deer. <laughs> for sure. Down. Something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. yeah. So I appreciate the opportunity to be here. It's yeah. It's been fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you.
0: What an incredible story, and I don't know about you, but it leaves me with a feeling of excitement for this coming archery season. Super excited, both mule deer and elk, but uh, man, love a good successful story. And I'm also excited to have Schaefer back on at a later date to see if this really was beginner's luck or if those skills I'm seeing throughout his story actually pay off and allow his arrow to find its mark one more time. We'll have to find out now we really want to grow the cutter cast but we can't do it without your help so if you are listening to this please leave us a review if you're watching it make sure to like subscribe and leave a comment below who do you want on here what things do you want to learn about and what can we do better to make this a better experience for you to show our appreciation, we are going to pick a winner on September 1st. A winner from the reviews on podcast formats and a winner from the comments on the YouTube format. We will send you a hat and a shirt. Just leave us a review, leave us a comment, and you will be entered to win. We'll get that sent out. But for now, have a awesome weekend. Bye.